I feel conflicted. I feel conflicted. I don't want to see that. I feel conflicted. I don't need to see that. I don't want. I don't need to. I don't want. I don't need to see that. I don't want to see that. I don't need to see that. I want you to sit on a big bone. Lord knows. Speaking of big bone, this is the Big Dick Perkins episode. <laughs> Hi and welcome back. I'm Miss Jenny. And I'm Miss Marcy. And this is Countdown to the Comeback. Woo! Woohoo! <sighs> it sounded kind of like a baby orgasm. Well, maybe it was. You should hear about you Big should... Dick Perkins? It's all, it's all about Big Dick Perkins. It's and... all about Big Dick. And Tony Danza's penis. Tony Danza's penis! It wouldn't be the start of an episode. If I didn't sing to the penis. That's right. We have to bow down to the penis. Episode 7, Valerie gets a very special episode. We open on the studio lot. Valerie is en route to the writer's room. She's actually looking for Tom's office, I think, because the writer's room has either moved from the last episode where it was outside right. or it was downstairs and had the big window or she's just going to the writer's offices where they have their right. individual offices. And I, like, right away, I already had a stomach ache. Like, why is she going to talk to the writer? She has her own episode. Can't she just shut up? No, of course not. She, I, her, she has her own worst enemy. Absolutely. She's going into a casting meeting... In what may or may not be Tom's office, we see Sharon, who I'm... Wait, but before, as she's walking by, she passes Gigi's office, and Gigi's <laughs> eating at her desk. <laughs> Poor Gigi. Poor Gigi. I mean, we love the Gigi. Gigi and Mickey eating their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be an episode at some point. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mickey and Gigi go to a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> an emotional buffet. <laughs> This show is kind of an emotional buffet. It is. I just want to bring it all around. You too. Look at, look at you. Look at me. Come back. You're you. come back. You're, you're the comeback. You are. Back. <laughs> we find out very soon that this meeting is a casting meeting for yes. the coveted role of Big Dick Perkins. And Polly G is not there, which concerns Valerie. And Jimmy's not there, which also concerns Valerie. Yeah. And Tom informs her that Polly's not coming and uh, Jimmy's not directing the episode. She is curious about that because Jimmy was supposed to direct all of the episodes. And she's a little dependent on him. She's a little dependent. We've talked about that in he her He keeps her in line. Yeah. He's the, he's the straight talker. But that's kind of a blessing and a curse, which we see a little bit more of, but... She already tends to go to the writers, and J Jimmy seems to be the only one to be able to kind of reel her in and get her away. Yeah. I mean, granted, she still does go, but he at least kind of has saved yeah. her a couple of times. And now that safety net is gone. But we learn that there is another director coming in, somebody named Wagner Fisk, <laughs> which sounds like a strange gay sex position to me. They're doing the Wagner Fisk. Why don't we ask Mickey? <gasps> but he's... But but we don't know. Is we don't he know. Gay? He's or very flamboyant about it. Straight? So she's excited about Wagner Fisk, 
Wagner Fisk, we learn, is not just some new director. It is the director who directed every episode of I'm It. So someone she should be very comfortable with. We have a close-up on the Tums on the table. <laughs> and you can tell from Tom's face that something's going on. Tom is not doing well. No, and we why why is Polly G there and why is why Jimmy is it, not there? Why is Polly G not what there? What happened? What went down? The, you know, two key characters are not there for the answer because they they just didn't want to. Aren't they just the rats just jumping the <laughs> ship? Directors have those outs, don't they, in their contracts? I mean. If he if it were a success, he'd probably be there. But maybe he's got a better deal. And I, on yeah, something else. I don't. You know that that would, that's rare that a director directs every episode of a sitcom. That's not usually the way it is. No, although Jimmy Burrows, I know he directs like all the episodes of certain shows that he does. I feel like he directed every episode of Will and Grace. Maybe uh, I know that David Trainer directed every episode of my favorite show ever, that seventies show. It is That's rare, a lot though. Of shows. That is a lot of shows. And you can tell the difference, I think, when you see that. But it is a very unusual thing and does not happen very often. No. It usually only happens with really special shows, too. Okay, so they're looking at... They've got a list of actors, potentials for Big Dick Perkins. And she doesn't know many of the names. She has to be schooled on what the initials N-I and O-T mean after the actor's names. Because she's she's picking people that are not even interested. Don't N-I is not interested. And O-T is out of town. So she's throwing out names of people she thinks would be perfect. People who would never do a sitcom, let alone do a sitcom with Valerie Cherish. At this time, she thinks Harry Hamlin or Tom Selleck would be great for Big Dick. And she feels they would do it. She's very confident. Yes. She wants them to get someone who is V.I. Valerie interested. And vaginally interested, coincidentally. As Sharon, the executive, looks a little bit disbelieving that... Valerie is making these sort of these suggestions. You can tell that Sharon is questioning maybe Valerie's grip on reality. Mm-hmm. And Tom is a little bit confused as well about whether or not they could get Tom Selleck, but Valerie assures Tom and Sharon that she's in contact with Tom ever since she did a guest bit on Magnum PI <laughs> and Gets confused with what the role was that she played, whether she played his goddaughter or... Oh, because she also was on Remington Steel. And on one of them, she played a goddaughter. On the other one, she played a teen hooker. Yeah. And Tom got so impressed. Yes. That she'd been on both those shows. Like, We have maybe, a moment. Yeah. Like, that was the first time. Like, wait the, a minute. Valor, maybe she is a real actress. Yes. Tom looks impressed. I don't know that people IMDb'd each other in the same way they do now. Uh, yeah. So, Tom is having a moment of being impressed with her resume, which he is unaware of. And we're also learning more about Valerie. So, she was on the scene at that time in the... That would have been 80s, right? Remington Steel and yeah. Magnum P.I. And yeah, and she was 17, she said at the time. 
and she informs them very confidently that she will put in a call to Tom Selleck because she thinks he'd be perfect. And none of us believe that she knows Tom Selleck or that, you know... Or that he'd take her call. Right. Why would Tom Selleck take her call? Cut to her home bathroom, and she's talking to Mark, and she's very excited about the script. Mark is being supportive as he's getting ready and trimming his nose hairs, which (laughs) she's... No, first he was doing his, eye, like, intensely going out of the Q-tip. I was nauseous. It was so disgusting. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, and then... He's really digging in there? Yeah, no, and Why then as they about? went... Before he did the nose hairs, he was like, wow, really? I, I, I'm I, doing this now. Like, he warned them. And then instead of going away, the camera just, like, came in close on him, like his rotary nose hair remover. Like, Valerie didn't even become important anymore. I don't know. Sometimes Jane has a really sick sense of humor. Oh, yeah. I think, like, the you know, like how they, they zeroed in on the girls, ladies loving ladies videotape. Like, she she had the whole crew just zoned in on his rotary nose hair remover experience. Marcy, it takes a lot of raw footage to make an interesting show. <laughs> you never and, know. And, and rotary nose hair removers are funny. They're very funny. Do you like how I know the whole name? I do. Personal. Personal moments. Mark comments that the script for Aunt Sassy Gets a Boyfriend is kind of dirty. And she clarifies that it's classy dirty, like Benny Hill. Benny Hill, I wouldn't always refer to as classy dirty. It's just British. Does that just automatically make something classy? <laughs> he's, he's happy for her. He remarks that the script's all about her, and she's very happy that it's 29 pages. She's in every scene except for three. Mark reminds Valerie in this scene that he has a big work dinner that she's to be a part of, and he wants to know if Mastro's on Wednesday night will be okay. And she has a very strong reaction to this, because Thursday they're going to be shooting her big... Or blocking. Camera blocking. Yeah. She's got to be ready. She's got to be ready. She ca- she's going to be carrying the show. She can't be out on Wednesday night entertaining his work friends. And plus, Binky's going to be layering her hair. Henning. He's going to be giving her a henna so it will really pop. And Mark is not really very happy. And we learn, again, a little bit about their marriage. That in all this time they've been together, she's been at his side for these Trophy wifing. Trophy wifing. And... He says that it will be boring without her. That he has fun with her. I think that's very sweet, but that also doesn't convince her. Yeah, no, she's not going. She's got to get her hair done and learn her lines. And she makes a comment, hate me, I'm a bad wife. And he sort of, "Mm mm-hmm. And she jokes that they're like Hepburn and Tracy. (laughs) She's on set, and we're meeting Wagner Fisk, the former director of I'm It!, Polly G is again. He's not around. And, and it's so funny because he's Polly G is so mean to Valerie, but she's so upset by his absence. Well, isn't that the comic or comic actress? If really any actors She's gonna make him laugh, damn it, if it kills her. Right. Doesn't matter if everybody in the audience is laughing, you wanna make that one person who's not. That's the person whose yeah. approval you want. Right. And maybe it is a maybe it's an echo from her tortured abuse past. Wow. Past. Uh, that was a little deep. Wagner makes a comment that Polly's name isn't on the script, and there is another name on there that Mickey sounds out, and it's Boy Does She Suck. Nobody seems to really get that, and Tom explains that it's a Polly G gag, and the network didn't see that, and 
is covering. Wagner's catching them up on pictures of his grandchildren and telling them about his divorce and he said he hasn't worked in two years his first thing yeah two years i wasn't sure that it had that it had been that recent i thought he hadn't worked since i met he also just quickly mentions that he had to get this divorce because his wife was drinking and hitting him so he's an abused (laughs) husband and everything that they ask of him every question they ask him for his opinion he'll give it then they tell him something different and he just rolls over like what do you want for lunch and he says oh well i like the salmon from this place around the corner and the pa or producer the line producer is like yeah we are ordering pizza okay pizza's fine he's yeah. just happy to be there he's an abused husband he's an abused husband he's gonna take it which is very sad and we don't want to get into that because it's just gonna bring it down i'm feeling very down about this Yes, it's the first job he's taken in two years. You're right, you're right. I have that written down. He says, okay, why don't we start with the bar scene? And she says, no, let's start with the closet scene. He's like, okay. So even what the director wants, he acquiesces. Ooh. Acquiesce. That's the new prescient. Then we are in the costume room with Peter the costume guy. And Valerie's having a very good time. She is having her day in the sun, trying on all of her cool late 70s clothes that Aunt Sassy will have in her closet to prepare for her big... And she looks good. She has such a good figure. She really does. She's such a beautiful woman. I love when she comes out in the pants and she's like, Aunt Sassy has some junk in the trunk. (laughs) Yes, she's showing it off. And she brings... She's brought in her white fringed leather jacket from Knight Rider. Yes. And, and so everybody goes crazy over that jacket. Juno walks in and is just totally excited about that jacket. Says she just saw something like it on Melrose recently. So I have that jacket. Personal. Personal moments. I could see you in that jacket. You yeah. can rock that jacket. It's it. white fringe leather. Yeah, I don't have it anymore. It's very rock and roll. I was very rock and roll at one point in my life, Jenny. At one point, you still are, damn it. Damn and it. You're a little bit country. <laughs> I am a little bit country. And I'm a little bit rock and roll. I'm a little bit middle of the country. <laughs> so, everybody loves the leather jacket. I hope you don't mind. But I was digging through my closet at home, and look what I found. <gasps> I wore it on Knight Rider. Oh my God, it's fabulous. Uh huh. Isn't it? Mickey, what do you think? I love a leather anything. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Juna comes in, and she's got her CD, which is about to drop, and she explains that that means be released, because Valerie gives her a look. What is dropping? Yeah, very confused. And this is something, too, that's very different about that time, because Juna explains that a record dropping means that it will be available in stores. These days, albums are rarely available in stores, because there aren't any stores. There aren't any stores anymore that you can go. Where do you buy albums? Amoeba? Barnes & Noble, maybe? And then online, on their website. Where's her MySpace page? Isn't that where all the bands are still? I don't know. We download them now. So Juna lets them know she's got a show Wednesday night at the Viper Room. And she wants everybody to go. She's really putting the pressure on Valerie and sells it to Valerie that it'll be great for the comeback. Jane, tell her she has to come. It'll be great for the reality show. I mean, Val at the Viper Room? What could be better than that? Be great. Everybody else is going, and even though Valerie has made all of her excuses to Mark already about why she can't go out on Wednesday night, she 
Acquiesces. Acquiesce. That's the new prescient. Because it's Juna. Because when she, well, it's when she finds out that everybody's going. And that she can take her cameras, too. Right. right? So, so yeah, it's, you know, she can't miss that. You're right. And I didn't talk about that in the scene with Mark. She, he does say he doesn't think Mastros will let them bring the camera in. Mark gets the shaft here. But obviously, the Viper Room is a better idea Jenny, for her. Why do you mention Mark Shaft when you know I have a little crush on him? Well, I'm just trying to distract you with his lady panties. I'm trying to distract you from Tony Dance's penis. It's time. It's time. That night, they're grilling outside. She and Mark and Francesca, and Francesca doesn't want the bun because she's on the Atkins diet, <laughs> which Valerie has a little reaction to. She seems very concerned. I know. I think she does love Francesca. Absolutely. She just doesn't know how to express no, she that love. Internal. Valerie gets a call from Sharon about putting together a fallback list for Tom Selleck since nobody has heard back from Tom Selleck yet. And Valerie told us that she's left word for Tom's assistant, Tom Selleck's assistant. Be clear, not Tom the writer, Tom Selleck. Yeah, or Tom your husband. What so, if Valerie Cherish had been calling Tom your husband? That would be, be very curious because yeah. he'd be back in time. It was before, long before, before I even met. knew him. I know. Ooh. Sharon's short fallback list for Tom Selleck. <laughs> the names killed me. Okay, there's Jerry Stiller, Wallace Shawn, Robert Loggia. Honey, come on, we're trying to eat. <laughs> and all, like, way older than Val- Valerie Cherish. That's the thing in this, is if you think about when this was made... I don't think she was even 40 yet. I'm not quite sure about where Lisa Kudrow was. But on the other hand, I also think it is comedy. Right. It is comedy. And it is a sitcom. And those guys... Yeah, Tom Selleck would be awesome. Yeah. Like on Friends. Right. Right. At the same time, for comedy genius... Jerry Stiller. Jerry Stiller. Wallace Shawn. Yeah. I'm not so sure about Robert Loja. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't do it for you. Not in the sitcom world. Not in the Big Dick Perkins role. Maybe in something else. You know else. what? I don't really want to think about Jerry Stiller or Wallace Shawn being Big Dick Perkins either. And that's where the comedy is. The comedy. Mark schools Valerie in this scene for being on her cell phone when she's already set the rule that they don't talk on the phone when they're spending uninterrupted time together. And this is where we see Francesca on her sidekick. Yes. Which I'm sure... Did you have a sidekick? I did. I did too. I had... I ordered it before they even came out. You, you know always have always, the latest. I know. I love the new toys. There's no reaction to Francesca texting, even though this conversation is going on between she and Mark. She tells Mark about the Juna event on Wednesday and says he should bring his business partners from New York. He has a little bit of a pushback. He He's not really all that open about it at first. Because he says he sees how it works. When it's something for her, it's okay. And he feels a little slighted. That she will make this concession for her show and for Juna, but she won't go to dinner at Mastro's for him. Which he thinks at first she means. Like, that she's going to go to dinner with him and then go to the concert. But no. She clarifies that it would be after she hennaed and had worked on her lines. She hides behind... The excuse that Jane is forcing her to go. Because it'll be good for the show. We are at rehearsal. And they're rehearsing Valerie's closet scene. And it's just one dirty joke after another. Oh. 
everything is about her vagina. Vagina and Big Dick Perkins. And yes. Juna pulls out the beaver coat. What's this? Oh, I forgot I even had that. It's my beaver. <laughs> so big. You have a big beaver. Oh, I wish I had a big beaver. Well, now hold on. Not every man likes a big beaver. Come on, Aunt Sassy. What man doesn't like a big beaver? My ex-husband. Said my beaver scared him. Well, I think that big I love beaver jokes. This is a really big beaver. You have a really big beaver. Not every man loves a big beaver. (laughs) And Juna and Valerie are my ex-husband said my big beaver frightened him. That was my favorite one. My ex-husband was afraid of my big beaver. Oh my god! Again, Polly G is not on set, and everybody just encourages her to keep going regardless that Polly G isn't there and she's having the time of her life rehearsing this. Everybody on set is laughing. She's playing with Juna. She looks really happy. All eyes are on her except for Polly G who's not there of course and she notices he's missing. She's obsessed with Polly G. She is. Maybe it was maybe she's going back to that anal fantasy. Maybe. After that, she runs into Tom, who refers to her as Lady Beaver. Lady Beaver! And he Did pro- you notice that Tom was really handsome in this episode? Like, he wasn't wearing his baseball hat anymore, and I don't know. He, like, he blossomed in this episode. He became really nice, and he wasn't wearing his baseball hat anymore. Are you cheating on Mark? I'm cheating on Mark with Tom. And you're cheating on Tony Dance's penis with, with Mark. With Mark's no, lady butt. Um, Okay, Jenny, Tony Danza's penis is in a whole other playing field. He, he's just a staple. He's always there. He's always there. And you have an open relationship with Tony Danza's penis. I do, because he's a magnet. <laughs> no kink is wrong. As long as it's, you know, we're in an arrangement, a consensual arrangement between two grown adults. Is... It's hard to take you seriously when you're petting your dog very profusely when you're saying that. I am. At least I'm not petting my beaver. <laughs> your beaver scares me. It's a frightening beaver. <laughs> So she is receiving praise from the handsomer than than usual Tom. (laughs) She's getting praise for making fun of her beaver, and she's still concerned with the missing Polly G, and he's very skittish about why Polly's not there, and he says that he doesn't even care, and then catches himself, and he's cool with whatever I do or say. They have a little bit of a moment there as they agree that they're going to see each other at Juna's CD promo party. The Viper Room. Everybody's going to get down. Everybody get up. Everybody get up. Okay, so Wednesday night in the kitchen, Valerie is rehearsing with Mickey. And she has a light henna on her hair. She has the plastic over it. They're running lines. Well, Miss Sassy, as far as I can tell, you haven't lost your touch. Mickey, I don't think you should do the accent. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing an English accent for some reason. Or a Southern. It was like a, it was like a Steel Magnolias. Really bad acting Steel Magnolias. Don't understand why everybody thinks he's gay. 
I don't either. But here we have the moment where he passes her a headshot. And this is more information about Mickey. Oh, that's your Robert. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even recognize him. How old is this picture? <laughs> In case you don't get Selleck. He's proposing his partner, what I assume is his partner, for the role of Big Dick Perkins if Tom Selleck falls through. And... But she looks at the headshot, too, and she's like, how old is this? Yeah, you wonder. All these years, I've never asked Red. Even though they want a name, Mickey still is pushing for his partner, and he assures her that his partner, Robert, is perfect for the role. Keep him in mind. Okay. He's perfect for the role of Big Dick, mm -hmm. if you get my drift. <laughs> <laughs> and she alerts him to the overhead camera. You know that, uh, that overhead camera is probably on. Like, Mickey doesn't know that there are cameras everywhere by this point. Next scene, we are in the Viper room, and... She is wearing her white fringe jacket from Knight Rider, looking very cool and very happy. And she sees Polly G. And she's trying to impress him. And uh, is also complimenting him on the script. And he tells her very clearly that he did not write the script. He was not in on it. We also know that Mark is there. I was wondering whether or not she was going to get it together and get his name on the guest list. I know. It always does seem to work out for her. It does seem to work out. He's there with his coworkers, who are your typical office coworkers. We're still not quite sure what he does. No. But we know that he has an office in New York. He is her businessman. She had sent him to get her a glass of white wine, but he assures her that... She'll be fine with the Red Bull and vodka, which has been recommended by the barkeep. Here you go, babe. Oh, thank you. What is this? Red Bull and vodka. Oh, I asked for white wine. Well, it's a rock club. Just go with the flow. Okay. Because the band isn't going to go on until like 11. We told her she's going to need the kick. Everybody is dancing to Juna's band, which is very good. They're rocking out. Juna looks awesome. Valerie seems to be having a great time. She's having a nice moment with Mark, but she kind of... He gets handsy with her. Right, he's dirty dancing, but they're married. Yeah, exactly. I, it's one of those moments again where she's being oddly prudent, telling him that it's all about the show and that the cameras are on. And she shuts him down, kind of pushes him away, and just wants to make sure that they get footage of her. Juna gives Valerie a shout-out. She is on top of the world. She's had this great time this week at work. Right. And they put the spotlight on her and she starts to dance. And everybody around her, it's like that scene from Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> With Elaine dancing. Everybody has this look like, what is she doing? Oh, it was a bad dance. That was some bad white girl dancing she, she was doing. She is joyous. Oh, Absolutely in her element. Yeah, thinks she looks so cool. Until she looks over and sees that Mark is freaking on another one of coworker. The from the New York office. Right, the one who had informed Valerie that Mark is a madman or is... Right, an get him out of the office and his, this guy is a madman. They must have had a crazy dinner at Mastro's. They probably had a great time without her. Yeah. And who knows, this woman may be totally in a mark. Yeah. He's a handsome guy. He's got some appeal. Except for the underpants. And he's got a lady butt, but some ladies, loving ladies, love right. the lady butt. 
I think it's more that his his um, boxers were a little blousy. <laughs> a blousy panty. So she catches him, and so do the comeback cameras, totally gyrating on this coworker. Although there's nothing said about it in that scene, but we cut to them in the bedroom, unable to sleep. And From the Red Bull. Fucking Red Bull. Yeah. I gotta be up in like two hours. This is completely fucked. Yeah, I know. Listen, Mark, listen. I know, I just want to tell you, okay, I know that I haven't been completely present this week or at all, but, you know, I'm an actress. People think that it's all just, you know, glamour and premieres and glamour, you know, they don't know that there's a lot more to it than that. Not to say that you're one of those people, because I know you're not. You're not. What I mean to say, if you can follow it all, what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's just a lot of pressure and responsibility for the show. And when it's your show, 29 pages of it, you know, every scene but three, then, you know, well, I don't know where that leaves us exactly. I'm sorry, I don't. I just know that I haven't been present and I drove you into the arms of another woman tonight. Oh, come on. I know no, that. I was just dancing with her. Dirty dancing. And, and I know you think she's attractive, because she is attractive. She's an attractive woman. With a and, flat ass. And you felt her ass. Oh, God. So you felt on. her ass? All right, all right, all right, I give up. Okay, if, you, if you're going to leave me, there's nothing I can do about no. that. Just not this week. Val. Not this week. Fucking Red Bull. <laughs> I gotta be up in two hours. They were both... And oh, Mark goes, this is like when we used to do coke. What? <laughs> he's worried because he's gotta get up. And she, at this point, we know she is disturbed by the freaking with this yes. other co-worker. And she starts having a meltdown. She's pacing. And she may as well be on coke. She is acting totally... Coked out. She's right. still... Yeah. Tweaked. Yeah. She's totally tweaking. She's all. I know it's meth, but it's like, but it's that, it's that kind of like. It just sounded really cool, didn't we? They're totally jittery. We we are cool for a couple. She was doing the tweaking. (laughs) (laughs) She when they do the tweaking, it's very bad. What is in that stuff? I can't even blink. My head's buzzing. It's just buzzing. I know, it reminds me of the time we did coke. Uh-huh. They were tweaking. And then she didn't want any of it, so she was yelling up at the ceiling camera. I love when she yells at that ceiling camera. Jane! <laughs> As if Jane is there, like, right. on the other line 24-7. And also, in reality, Jane wouldn't be looking at the footage other than what has been pulled for her. Unless she was specifically looking for something. So a lot of that she's not ever going to even see, probably. Although, I don't remember. I'm sure they flagged it. Oh, yeah, I bet they do. Valerie is very concerned that she drove Mark into the arms of another. And he she gets him to promise that he won't leave her this week. It's too important. and Not the week she has her own episode. Right. She's got too much on her plate. Any other week. Yeah, any other week. I have too much on my plate this week. Just don't do it to me this week. Don't do it. It's very Marco Channing. From All About Eve, like, oh, isn't it very yes. much? Don't leave me, Mark. Don't yes. leave me this week. I can't handle it this week. I, I'm not quoting from All About Eve. It's just the general vibe. I felt like it, though. I felt like I was there. The scene ends with Mark standing on something, trying to take the camera down. She tells him it's a very expensive camera. He does not seem concerned. He is just... Then the camera goes down. Yeah. What are you doing? What do you think I'm doing? What do you can't? I, I can't have that thing. I said about us doing coke... You just said it again. You said it just now. Now I gotta break it. Oh, Mark, no. Look, that's an expensive camera. I'll write it in the chat. It doesn't matter that they've already mentioned several times they've tried Coke. The next morning, 
we are on the set. There's nobody around. Valerie's very confused. She enters all bubbly. And you think it. You think she's going to be fucked up because, you know, the Red Bull and everything. But she is all bubbly. She's so excited. And she is high. Yeah, she's probably still high. Uh, from the Coke. And uh, there's nobody there. It's weirdly. she And she's not getting it at first. No. You expect a little tumbleweed. Why didn't they call her? Right. Where is... They probably called everybody else else because everybody else wasn't there. So probably everybody else got a call but Valerie because that's how they think of her. But we don't really know what's going on. For all we know, they're in their dressing rooms or whatever. But yes, it it is a ghost town. Valerie's confused. She asked if somebody had died and Tom... And then laughs right after. Right. Because, you know... She would. So, Polly G is actually there, and they deliver the not-so-great news that the network is shutting them down, and they're giving the writers a couple of weeks to retool, and that the network feels that the show's going in the wrong direction. They also inform her that the network didn't respond to the Aunt Sassy episode, so they're not going to do it at all. Heartbreaking. Oh, my God. It was so heartbreaking. Talk about a downer for her. That is just... Just pissing in her Cheerios all over, and she's very concerned that they hadn't told them, you know, well, Tom Selleck could call at any moment, and they are just very clear that they're shutting it down. Holly G is so happy. And Valerie wants clarification what the network thought about the episode, why they didn't respond to the episode. Tom doesn't want to tell her, but acquiesces. Acquiesce. That's the new prescient. I can't imagine what their problem would be with it, so I'm a big girl, you can tell me exactly what they said. Well, uh, they said it was like sex in the city meets cocoon. She takes it in stride, as she always does. With that moment of pain flash in her face. And Tom looks crushed. Valerie is left alone. No, she goes to get her jacket. Oh, right, right. She goes to get her jacket. Before I know, that leather, that white leather jacket is still the most special thing on, on the set that week to her. It is. It's her, and but she grounds thinks, her. But she thinks it's everybody's, like, oh. That everybody loves They it. are kind of. They Everybody just kind of love that leather jacket. So she's afraid someone's going to take it. So she goes to get it, and that's when her phone rings. As she's in the closet, the set closet, retrieving the jacket, and she is... Expressing uh, concern for Tom and for all the work that they've got to do and saying to the camera that this has happened to many classic TV shows and when Jane asks her, of course, she has nothing to refer to. (laughs) And by the way, I know shows that were retooled. Seinfeld, what it was called Seinfeld and Friends when it first debuted and it was... And The Facts of Life was retooled. A lot of shows do get retooled. Yeah. And or changed or... Right. In a new location, new characters, a totally new cast. And some shows come back nearly a decade after their first season. Yeah, Their second season, just like the comeback. While she's crying into her white leather jacket, sobbing, just, just a mess. I'm overreacting. I'm being hyperbolic. But anyways, while she is having her moment, her cell phone rings. And she's having a conversation with Tom Selleck, who's on the other line. Of course he is. Oh, hi, Tom. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, so you read it, yeah. Oh, glad you liked it. Um, yeah, no, well, TV's dirty now, Tom, so, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Listen, I, before you say yes, uh, you should know that they, uh, they shut the show down. He got the script, and she responds, well, TV's dirty now. So, <laughs> so Tom Selleck may have had some feelings about playing Big But Dick I think Perkins. he was going to do it. I think he probably would have. Yeah. I want to think he would. Me too. Just for I always think of Tom Selleck as just precious. He's pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He's, he always seems like he's up for it. And she has a nice little moment getting off the phone with him. And she realizes, of course, she didn't have it on speakerphone, which would have made it better TV. But uh, she does make a comment to Jane. She makes sure that they're not shutting down the combat. Right, right. Because we're good, right? And then she's telling a little Tom Selleck story. Oh, yeah. We're going to do it OT, OTF on the fly. Walk with me. I don't remember what the story was. It was something really innocuous. I can't remember it either. I don't remember. But, but it, was, it, was, it was a story that had no punchline, no payoff. And as I the door, she goes, yeah, that's it. That's the story. And you notice when she walks out the door, she walks out into this bright sunlight. It looks like she's disappearing. It was beautiful, though. Yeah. It was like she was walking into heaven. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. She said that she was 17 at the time that the story happened with Tom Selleck. Oh, I know what it was. It was that there was a parrot. Oh, right. On his shoulder and the parrot wouldn't. Something. It kept. crapping. She kept having, they kept having to get different birds. Yes. Again, there really was no point to the story. No, no, but not whatsoever. she was saying that it was really funny because she was 17 at the time. Right. And we do get this idea. She's been around for a while, and she was a kid, and she was doing these things. She's probably very cute. And that's the end of the episode. She walks Yay! into she walks into the light. She she's walking into the, the light. Go to the light, Valerie Cherish. Go to the light. This episode was directed by Michael Lehman and was written by John Rigi. John Rigi, we love John Rigi. Woohoo, John Rigi. And next up is episode eight is Valerie Relaxes in Palm Springs. So oh, I can't she's wait. She's going to get a little R&R. She is. They're going to enjoy their downtime while the writers are retooling. I can't wait. So any other overall thoughts? Any comments? Um, This one made me sad. This one made me sad. I can't believe they canceled her episode. It's like, is there no end to what happens to this woman? And I, we're only getting started. Do you think that Polly G was just certain that this was happening? He was so happy. He was so happy to tell her, oh my God. That the I episode... hated him even more in that moment. That guy, Lance Barber, does a wonderful job of making you hate Polly G. Oh. He's not a fun, likable character. No, we hate him. We love to hate him. We love to hate him. And poor Tom, though. Tom looked... Writer Tom looked like he was... More handsome than ever, Writer Tom. Absolutely, but he also looked like he was on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Ground control to Writer Tom. (laughs) As she's floating off into space. Ground control to Writer Tom. And sassy in space. That's the episode I want to see. Take your protein pill and put your sitcom on. Hey, now. (laughs) There we go. All right, well, join us next time, and we'll see you back here. I'm Miss Jenny. I'm Miss Marcy. And this is Countdown to the Comeback. Ground control to right to talk. I don't want to sing that. I don't want to.